Hi there, welcome to Luminous Star. The unhealthy relationship with the narcissist is a distraction. I'm going to be going over a few points, tools, critical questions, and please mind the description box below for further details. Don't forget to like and share this video. First point, choosing to let go of people, places, and things which have proven to hinder personal growth is very challenging, yet a real game changer. There are many aspects to personal transition that will be noticed as the journey to freedom continues. Narcissists and those that you may know of having a cluster personality will take the opportunities to influence any form of distraction he or she can in order to keep you as a source of their supply. Let's move forward. Try not to become alarmed once you begin to notice what state you were in spiritually, emotionally, and psychologically while involved emotionally in dysfunctional relationships with others. The contrast will more than likely be striking, possibly even startling. In order to avoid isolation and to reduce loneliness, a support base may become pivotal. All right, next point. Narcissists and those with a cluster personality tend to possess a predatory nature. This does not necessarily mean that he or she is a devil. What it does mean is that he or she chooses to function primarily from the lower chakra or the root chakra. The base chakra rules the lower nature of all individuals. However, this lower nature does not have to rule the individual. Okay, let's move forward. The lower the chakras, the lower the consciousness. The higher the chakras, the higher the consciousness. Flesh equals base or root chakra or lower nature. Spiritual equals crown chakra or higher nature. Predatory nature equals separation. Higher nature equals genuine connection. Pause. Predatory nature tends to say, I'm the only one who's important here. So they tend to separate from other individuals with the lack of desire to connect to others for genuine reasons or for meaningful reasons. So one who has a predatory nature, such as a cluster personality or narcissist, they tend to only see what's good for them. It's all about them. And they will step over other people in order to obtain whatever their hearts are desiring. Okay? So a person who has a higher nature, they genuinely, okay, they genuinely desire to connect to others, even if they're having some difficulty doing so. See, the key two words is genuine connection. So a person who may have gone through an unhealthy relationship or a dysfunctional family, uh, however, they desire to have relationships. See, they're of a higher nature as well. They're not of a predatory nature because they genuinely desire the connection, even though he or she may have some difficulty having relationships. Hope that makes sense. Next point. Due to energy transference, the narcissist and or cluster personality can obtain fuel from others by way of his or her energy field. 
This is one reason one is to become more mindful of his or her energy field, especially if they choose to be in the presence of those who have a cluster personality or narcissistic personality. So mind that energy field, okay? Next point. Tools, pardon me. (laughs) All right, first tool. Practice emotional discipline by making decisions that will be more beneficial to you as opposed to working against you. Translation. Check the ego. Pause. So when we keep our emotions and our egos in check, usually when we make decisions, it will be more beneficial to us than working against us. Remember the last time that maybe you didn't check your ego or maybe you were in your feelings, <laughs> right? We all, can, we all can draw back, okay, and think of that time that maybe our egos were in a driver's seat and we, are, we were in our feelings. Our emotions were all over the place. And when we just made a snap decision or we, we just made that decision, we were in our feelings. We didn't check our egos first. And things went haywire. So again, practice emotional discipline by making decisions that will be more beneficial to you as opposed to working against you. Because see, things tend to work against us when we make decisions, when we don't check our egos and when our emotions are all over the place. Next tool, take steps to practice assertion and personal boundaries. Self-explanatory. Next tool. Except that you are making a transition, which means that some others who are accustomed to your behaving codependently will not approve. Pause. So when you began to work your support base, when you have made the decision to go no contact, maybe you're low contact, yet you are beginning to work your support base. Maybe you go to the gym. That can be part of your support base. Maybe you're meeting up with a personal trainer at the gym. Okay. And that can be a game changer. That is a sign that you're thriving forward and that you're working your support base. Maybe you're starting to drink more water. Maybe you're starting to eat healthier. Maybe you're taking nature walks. Okay. Maybe you're going hiking or kayaking or camping. You know, all these things are fun, by the way. But anyway, maybe you're doing those things as part of your support base. But not only that, maybe you are going to a clergyman or a clergywoman. Okay, maybe you are doing all these things that show that absolutely you are making some transitions. You're making some changes that are better for you. Some people who are so used to you behaving codependently, you think they're going to support you? Mm-mm. They're not going to approve because they're so accustomed to you behaving codependently, especially if they have been benefiting from your behaving codependently such as the narcissist or the cluster personality. You have been the source supply. So now that you're making changes, now that you may be changing from the inside out and you're thriving forward, you're working your support base, okay, yeah, they're not going to approve. So they're they're definitely not going to support you. And this is not bad news. I mean, it depends on how you look at it. When you have a support base, There are other people that you can resonate with that can support you. Next tool, work your support base in order to remain focused upon your own healing and thriving forward. And on that note, let's move forward. (laughs) Question number one. 
question number two. Question number three. What to expect? Discomfort, occasional relapses, doubt and fear, pause. So expect some challenges, emotional challenges, spiritual challenges, so on and so forth. You're making some transitions here. You're making some changes that are great for you, that are good for you, that are beneficial to you. You're reclaiming your life. So expect some discomfort along the way. You've been uncomfortable, okay? Think about it. You've been uncomfortable and you have suffered discomfort or endured discomfort for a long period of time dealing with the close personality and or narcissist, right? So what's a little bit more discomfort when there's good changes now, okay? Now that you're working your support base, now that you are thriving forward, it's not going to be that easy, but it's certainly going to be a game changer more than likely. Occasional relapses. When we make, in other words, when we drop habits, bad habits, sometimes we will relapse before we really get the hang of it. That is thriving forward and doing better things for ourselves. It's an adjustment. So expect occasional relapses. Don't beat yourself up when it happens because during the relapses, I'm not saying do it, right? I'm not saying absolutely go for the relapses. No, because usually the occasional relapses will be unexpected. In other words, you didn't plan it, but it will happen occasionally. When it does, don't beat yourself up. Just look at it as another opportunity for learning valuable lessons that will help you to have a great comeback. There's going to be some doubts, some fears, all right, sometimes the cultivate personality and our narcissists will send out the flying monkeys. They will send out the enablers. And before you know it, you're questioning whether or not it was a great decision to thrive forward and reclaim your life, to work the support base, to go no contact. Now you're questioning it. You're doubting that you made the right decision and you're fearful for your future. You don't know what's going to be next. You know, you don't know how you're going to end up. All these things can happen and they will naturally occur with those who have gone no contact or those who have left an unhealthy relationship with a cluster personality or narcissist or basically in general. So these are the certain things that, that we can expect. These are a few, but I want to encourage my stars to keep thriving forward. Keep telling your stories and keep sharing your stories. There's so many people on the planet like myself who resonate with your stories. References and resources. You can find these in the description box below. Yes. Keep thriving forward. Woohoo. All right. I want to thank everybody for watching. I'm Luminous Star. Stay tuned for more videos. Hi YouTube, Luminous Star here. Welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. Today I wanna to talk about some of the critical or profound questions 
that I ended up asking myself after a toxic relationship with a narcissist. See, see, some, some of these questions that I ask myself, guys, they really help me to stay focused on my own life rather than the narcissist's life. You know, instead of pursuing them, trying to please them, and contemplating on whether or not to give them the tenth chance, not forget the second chance, forget the third chance. We're talking about the tenth chance here. Sometimes we go back and forth with narcissists like this, and it's draining emotionally as well as spiritually. So today I'm going to talk about some of those profound questions that I ended up asking myself that absolutely helped me to stay on track as far as like my own life goes, to stay focused on my own life, such as what are my priorities, what are my values, what are my standards, what really matters to me, okay, other than the obvious, myself, I matter, I count. Actually, that's one of the things I'm going to be getting into in this video. I'm going to go over with you three questions that I found to be profound and very critical in order to make sure that I stay focused on my own life rather than the narcissist's life. Okay? Alright guys, here we go. And at the end of this video, please hit the like and or subscription button. And for my current subscribers, mwah, much love to you. And if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Luminous Star Channel. Okay guys, here we go. Question number one. This is what I asked myself. And this was very profound. Very right the first question is am i the only person that seems to care about the quality of the relationship am i the only person that's showing any signs of even being concerned about the quality of the relationship if the question i mean if the answer is yes to that question well that's a huge red flag because that kind of says it all you're the only one that's concerned about the quality of the relationship Meaning the narcissist doesn't care, right? Maybe you really don't know why they don't care and maybe you really can't answer those questions for them of, of why they don't care and, you know, you really can't speak for the narcissist. However, if you see that you're the only one who seems to be concerned about the quality of the relationship, meaning is there effective communication going on? Is there respect? Is there coming together and supporting one another? See, if those things are not going on in the relationship, it's probably a problem. That's an issue. That's an issue. So the first profound question is, are you the only person in the relationship that seemingly is concerned about the quality of it? right okay question number two which is and this one actually the first one was quite profound the second one and the third question is profound however the one that really hit home with me is question number two question number two is does the narcissist realize that I matter do they treat me like I matter do they behave and demonstrate as if they are aware that I am an individual with a heart, a mind, you know, that I really matter. I'm another person in this relationship. I'm present. I'm alive. I'm breathing. 
Does the narcissist treat me like they know that? Do they treat me and do they behave as if they're aware of that? And if the answer is no, well, you know the rest. Guys, that particular question was the most profound for me. Because as I really started looking at the relationship, and when I really started looking at how, or, or noticing how I felt in that, like, wait a minute, I'm invisible here. In this relationship with a narcissist, I'm invisible. How do I feel about that? What do I think about that? So question number two was very profound. Guys, I'm fixing myself some tea this morning. So you may heard that whistling in the background. But uh, yeah, question number two was very profound. More so than question number one. Question number two is, well, see, when you realize that you're invisible to the narcissist, they don't even see you as a person. Guys, that's, that's huge. So when I asked that question, it was just like a jolt. Like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't even exist to the narcissist. I'm not even considered a human being. I, I'm not considered an individual in this relationship. I am invisible. I am being used like a drug by the narcissist. I am being used like a drug. Did you hear what I just said? When you realize that you are being used like a drug, like alcohol, marijuana, you know, prescription medication, you are being used like that by the narcissist. So again, question number two, does the narcissist even behave like they know I matter? Like they know I'm human? Like they know I exist? Do they even behave that way? Do they even treat me like they know that? That was very profound for me, guys. Very. Moving on to question number three and the final question. That is, are you willing to stop idealizing the narcissist and the toxic relationship that you're having with them? keyword is toxic as well as dysfunctional it's a dysfunctional and a toxic relationship let's face it so question number three is are you willing to stop idealizing the narcissist in the relationship in other words are you willing to see are you at a place right now where you're willing to see exactly who the narcissist is where they may be because you may not be able to see exactly where they are on the inside but you can definitely see who they are based on the off of their behaviors which can be quite abusive and toxic are you willing to really see or face reality of who the narcissist is and that realizing that you're not going to change them right the relationship are you willing to stop idealizing the relationship the relationship is dysfunctional it's toxic Come on, we have to face that. The relationship with the narcissist is toxic and it is dysfunctional. Main reason why is because the, the narcissist likes it that way. That's all the narcissist does. When it comes to relationships, they don't do healthy relationships. They don't. Narcissists only do toxic relationships or dysfunctional relationships. That's it. That's all they do when it comes to relationships. 
So the number one reason why the relationship, or at least the top three reasons why the relationship is toxic with the narcissist and is dysfunctional with the narcissist is because the narcissist will only work to make sure that it remains that way. Picture it like this. Well, let me finish off with that point by saying, are you willing to face that reality? Are you willing to face that reality? Are you willing to stop idealizing the relationship as well as the narcissist? In other words, face reality. Are you there yet? Are you willing to do that? And if the answer is no, well, then, you know, you have a lot more work to do. Okay, so what I want to say about question number three is I want to use an example. Picture a house that's on fire. You're on one side putting the fire out of the house. You, I mean, you're putting your all into it. You're in there like the best fireman on the planet. You're putting that fire out. You're on one side of the house and you see you're making progress or maybe you're not making progress because it's like no matter how much water you're putting on that fire, it seems like it's not going out. Then you kind of stand there and like, why is the fire not being put out? I'm putting all this water. I'm putting all this effort into it. What's up? Till you realize on the other side of the house, the narcissist is pouring fuel on the fire, keeping it ablaze. So they're putting their all into it to make sure that that fire doesn't go out. While at the same time, you're doing everything. You're putting your all into it to make sure that that fire goes out. So you have two opposing forces that are equal and they're stuck. They're not going to go anywhere. And the narcissist knows that, by the way. You don't know it, but the narcissist does. And they're smiling. They're getting so much amusement out of that. They know you care. They know that you are authentic. You want that relationship to work. They know that. So this is why you guys are like this and nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. And the narcissist likes it that way. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this video and I hope that you've gotten some things out of it. My intention is to inspire and motivate you to take a very close look or at least reevaluate your relationship with the narcissist and then make some changes for yourself. Not so much the narcissist because they're not going to change. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this video. And at the end of the video, please hit the like and or subscription button and leave me some comments. Okay, guys, so next time, take care of yourself. Mwah. Bye now.